It's great to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We appreciate all of our listeners tuning in, and we're thankful that we have the opportunity to open up God's Word and study with you. We're also thankful that so many have the desire to study along with us, to learn better what God's Word really does teach, and to try to come to a better understanding of how it applies to their life. And we hope, we pray, and we do pray diligently that we can do a good job in trying to help you understand just that. And we pray for you. We really do care about you. We pray that you're coming to a better and better knowledge of God's word as we continue to study and search the scriptures, and that ultimately you are going to come to the point where you're ready to make that right decision as to what you're going to do about following God his way. Good to be here today to study along with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly my pleasure to be with you, to be associated with you on this broadcast. It's always such a wonderful time when we can come together and open up God's Word and share the truths it contains with all of our listeners. And we do hope, if you're listening to the program today, that you'll consider this time well spent, that it will be beneficial for you, that you'll be encouraged, and that you'll come to know God better and to know more about His Word. That's really what we're trying to do as we continue on a day-to-day basis with this program. And ultimately, we want to make sure that God gets the glory. And we strive to do that by sticking to his word and his word alone. We need to do that just continually, don't we? That needs we to be sure bottom do. line. It definitely does. If we want to know what we ought to believe and teach and practice, we need to go to God's word. That's the authority. That gives us the answers. Mm-hmm. Now, Dennis, we want to continue in this series of studies that we've been looking at, A Life Worth Living. Yes. We have been uh, noting that there are a lot of people who are rather forlorn and in despair as far as their lives are concerned. Yes, that's really unfortunate, but very true. It is unfortunate, and it is true. Yes. And I don't know that we would look forward realistically to the prospect of either of those particular propositions changing appreciably. No, I I really don't see that either, Gary. Not in this life. At least not unless people can come to the point where they change their focus. And that's what Mm -hmm. we've really been talking about. Yes, it is. Life can be abundant. It can be good. Mm -hmm. It can be blessed. Mm -hmm. It can be enriching. Mm Mm-hmm. We can have great hope and purpose, Mm -hmm. but only if we properly focus our lives Mm -hmm. on following God his way through Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it really comes down to a relationship, you know, and we think, well, you know, I've got relationships with family and with friends and with co-workers, and I've got this special person, this guy or this girl over here that I've got a relationship with, but that's not where the focus needs to be. The focus needs to be on a relationship with God through Christ. Yes, and if we're all caught up in the things of this world and the relationships of this world, then Mm. we're going to come up short because those things are temporal, that Mm -hmm. is, of this world, Mm -hmm. and as a result, they're also temporary. That's exactly right. Now, Dennis, so many people are just missing it. And that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. They're looking for something. They're looking for greater fulfillment in their lives, but they're looking in the wrong places. 
Yeah, you know, and I, I think it was maybe the, the first program in this series, Gary, as we introduced these thoughts. I spoke about a young man, it had been documented, who was, you know, not just attempting, but threatening to take his life through suicide. And before he actually did it, and he did carry through, he said to the police officers who were on the scene, I wish somebody could tell me that life was worth living. You know, and you, you hear about something like that, and this was someone in their teen years. You think, someone in that situation has their whole life in front of them. You know, it's, it's almost like the old saying says they've got the tiger by the tail. Well, they should have the world or life by the tail, so to speak. I mean, they've got so much to look forward to. So much could be accomplished. So much good could be done. And then a life is wasted. It is. They end up taking it because, again, where they're looking for fulfillment, mm -hmm. they're not finding it. It was in the wrong place. That's right. They're mm -hmm. not looking where that real fulfillment is and how mm -hmm. tragic that is, how unfortunate. Oh. But the devil is very skillful, and mm -hmm. we need to recognize the devil is real, he is powerful, he's out there, he's active, he's always working mm -hmm. to try to tear us down spiritually. Yes. And he's very skillful at doing that if we give him the openings. That's right. Now, we've noted in this particular series that we need to depend on God. We need to learn to depend on God. And if, that's really the first key if we are going to recognize that life is worth living. It is. If we can't learn to depend on God, then we're ultimately going to try to depend on other sources of strength mm -hmm. and guidance that are, again, of this world. They're temporary and they're... Yeah then they, they've got weaknesses. In fact, they're fraught with weaknesses. Yes, they're lacking. That's, that's not where we're going to find it. That's right. Now, once we learn that we've got to depend on God, then we also need to understand that we are living as physical human beings while we're still in this world a, a somewhat handicapped existence. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, but... We do have our human weaknesses. We have our human frailties. We have limited understanding. You know, we, we sometimes look at passages in the scriptures as an example of this. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about maybe John describing what heaven will be like in the book of Revelation. And he talks about the, street, the streets being like transparent gold. And we think, well... What is that like? Yeah. Because we don't have anything in this physical realm with which we can compare it. You know, so we are handicapped, as you said, in understanding some of the things that we'll be hopefully enjoying in the spiritual life. And at the same time, in living this physical existence, we are dealing with things that are temporary. We are. And we're also dealing with a reality in which the devil is powerful and active, and he does have some latitude of influence in yes, our lives. that's right. If we'll let him have that. Yes. Well, so all of that can work against us if we don't keep our focus right. Right. But if we keep our focus on God and realize he has the strength, he has the ability, and he also has the love and care for us, to see us through all this victorious, mm -hmm. 
then we will get through just fine. Oh, yes, absolutely. I believe it was Paul who said we will overwhelmingly conquer through him who loves us. We, we also, Dennis, we've made the point that we need to live in the present. We don't need to worry ourselves about mistakes that we've made in the past that are done that we cannot undo. Mm-hmm. We can try to make amends for them as well as we can, but we mm-hmm. cannot go back and, and uh, undo those actions. Mm-hmm. And we also need to not imagine things in the future that, that may never happen <laughs> and right. just handicap ourselves, tie ourselves in knots over things that may not and probably will not happen. That's right, Gary, and I believe we made the point in a previous lesson that so many times we worry about things that never do come to pass. You know, and you think about all the energy that's expended in doing that, all of the frustration that it may cause a person who's involved in such an endeavor. We really need to realize if we depend upon God the way that we should, he's in charge of the future. He's going to take care of us. Eventually, his promises will be fulfilled. We can look forward to spending an eternity in his presence. Now, what we want to look at beginning today is we want to talk about how we must fulfill God's purpose for our lives. Mm -hmm. If we can get past that view that is just wrapped around existence in this life and, Mm -hmm. and all tied into that, if we can get past that and step back and kind of zoom out a little bit and get the big picture, mm-hmm. then we can see God is there Yes, if we'll just turn to him and That's follow right. him. That's right. And so we need to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. Mm-hmm. He has a definite purpose in mind for all of us. Yes. And sometimes we lose sight of that fact. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Solomon searched for this purpose, and he recorded his thoughts along this line in the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And he discovered many places where a real purpose was not found. Yes, he did. And all of those places were related to this world. Yes, they were. And this life. Mm -hmm. Let's just pick out a few excerpts from the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. uh, Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. Let's begin with chapter 2 and verse 1. Okay. I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure. But surely this also was vanity. Now, what do we mean by vanity? Well, we're talking about something that's useless or worthless, something of no value. Does not come to any real fruition of positive results. No, it wouldn't. He says, all is vanity. Mm-hmm. Now, he reaches this conclusion after testing, uh, after, after in his heart, I will test you with mirth, he says. Mm-hmm. What do we mean by mirth? Well, laughter or joyousness. He says, therefore, enjoy pleasure. Mm-hmm. I think the idea here probably is I'm just going to try to find happiness in life, purpose in life, fulfillment in life, just by looking to whatever will make me happy for the moment, bring me pleasure. Yes, I think that's exactly the case. Dennis, a whole lot of people have been following that course in life 
I guess, almost as long as man has existed in this world. It sure seems like it. Yeah, and it's, uh, as we said, introducing this thought, this is one of the places where Solomon identifies, you know, we're not going to fulfill God's purpose by following this course. And because those kinds of pleasures and all of the pleasures basically that are primarily tied to this world are temporary, Mm -hmm. people keep coming up short Mm -hmm. and therefore frustrated. That's right. Now, that's one of the reasons people become so forlorn in their lives to the point that they often try to take their lives because they're, they're, they're... looking for a pleasure that is tied for joys, for happiness, that's tied to this world, this mm-hmm. existence. Yes. You know, and it, it's so, so true uh, when you describe these things as being temporary. You know, someone might get some pleasure for, you know, a period of moments, maybe minutes, maybe even a few hours, a few days. But ultimately they realize, as Solomon did, here in the book of Ecclesiastes, ultimately it does come up short because it is temporary. It's transitory. People try to find pleasure in relationships. Oh, yes. That are not deep. Mm -hmm. They're not profound. They're Mm -hmm. just the pleasure of the moment kind of relationships. Right. And so then when that short-lived happiness is over, well, they're back to where they were. That's right. Looking for happiness again because they haven't Mm -hmm. found it there. And then that, as you suggested, leads to them becoming forlorn. And then, of course, if that continues, it can ultimately come to the point that they think about or even attempt to take their own life. Yes. They try to find pleasures in some kind of mind-numbing substance like alcohol or drugs? Yes. Well, again, those only are temporary. That's right. They're not real pleasure. No. I suppose we could kind of sum it up in reminding ourselves that Moses, he probably had the opportunity to seek whatever kind of pleasure he could find whatever kind of pleasure he could imagine in this world I think when so. he lived in Pharaoh's household. Yeah, I think you're right. And yet Hebrews 11 and verse 25 says that, that he chose to suffer afflictions with his people, with the people of God, mm-hmm. rather than the passing pleasures of sin. Yeah, and if you look to the next verse there, Gary... I think it gives a really good indication as to the mindset that Moses had. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for yeah. he looked to the reward. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I mean, you, you, and I think you hit it right on the head when you said that really Moses had access to anything he wanted, virtually being in the position that he was. And the Hebrews writer tells us, Even the greatest treasures of Egypt were not comparable in the mind of Moses when it came to the riches he could find in Christ. Yes, yes, looking forward. Again, a different focus, a different mindset. Yes. Well, let's go back to Ecclesiastes. Let's read a little further. Mm -hmm. How about verses 4 through 11, still in chapter 2? 
I made my works great. I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards, and I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants and had servants born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the special treasures of kings and of the provinces. I acquired male and female singers, the delights of the sons of men, and musical instruments of all kinds. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my reward from all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had done and on the labors in which I had toiled, and indeed all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. Let's see if we can contemporarize this a little bit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I bought the biggest house in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I just had a landscaper come in and he put in the most magnificent garden, <laughs> the prettiest flowers, the, the hedges that he planted just aesthetically complemented mm-hmm. the lay of the land and the house that was built on it. Yeah, and the end result of that, boy, the neighbors were just in awe of what had been done. Yes, and I had a building contractor come in and, and build a fabulous sunroom. Mm on the back of my house. Right. And it was air conditioned mm-hmm. and it was equipped with the latest games, electronic games, pool tables and mm-hmm. anything you could imagine. Yeah. And then in the basement, I had another contractor come in and he built for me an in-house theater. Oh. And it was magnificent. It had a huge wide screen that dropped down from the ceiling. And Mm -hmm. we had just the most luxurious seats in there, far better than seats you'll find in any theater. And it was surround sound Mm -hmm. of the highest quality. Yes. And I made sure that my bar was stacked with the best or was stocked with the best of whatever kind of alcoholic beverage that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was everything that I could imagine. Yes. Amazing. Not only that, we had servants in the house. Yes. Did not have to clean. Did not have to to cut the grass. Yeah. Did not have to keep the garden. Yeah. Somebody was there for whatever I wanted them to do. Exactly. And whatever I wanted, I bought. Oh. And pleasure continued to slip from my grasp. That's right. I kept trying to buy more and more things to make me happy. Mm -hmm. And I found myself less and less happy. Mm -hmm. Now, Solomon, and he probably had even more opportunity to have whatever he wanted than Moses had in Pharaoh's household, Mm -hmm. he finally came to realize this line of pursuit of happiness 
was vanity. That's right. I couldn't find it there. Yeah. And I like the way he put it in verse 11 of this particular text. He said it was like grasping for the wind. Yes. What a picture that is. You know, you think about someone who may be out in their yard or maybe out in a field, out in the country somewhere, and they're trying to catch the wind in their hand. You know, that's something that everyone listening to the program realizes is just impossible. A useless pursuit. That's right. You can't do it. You know, I remember listening to a fellow one time who was talking about how he, at one particular point in his life, had suddenly become fabulously wealthy. Mm -hmm. And so, from his perspective, he was relating to the Christmas season that he and his family were going to celebrate together that year when, you know, they're going to give gifts back and forth. And he said, whatever we wanted, we bought. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't hold back anything from whatever anybody wanted. We just went out and got it. And he said that was the worst Christmas season <laughs> they'd ever had. I believe was the way he put it. Isn't that something? He, they found the least happiness yes. that year. Uh even though at that particular point they could get whatever they wanted. And they mm-hmm. indulged themselves heartily. Mm-hmm. They didn't find the happiness there. You know, I, I think that's a great illustration, Gary. And it speaks so well to the fact that far too many people ignore what God tells us in his word. He knows far better than we know What's good for us in this life? He does. And sometimes we need to realize that having anything we want is not necessarily the best thing for us. That's right. In fact, sometimes that can become counterproductive Mm -hmm. to our finding real fulfillment in life. It can. Our time is slipping by, so we're going to have to stop and come back to this point next time. I think, Dennis, we're talking about things that people can relate to. Well, I really think we are, Gary. Uh, You know, as you pointed out just a few moments ago, this is very contemporary information. Yes. We want to encourage you, if you're listening with us today, to contact us and ask us for that free Bible study so that you can become focused on what will really bring you true and lasting happiness and fulfillment for your life right now. And of course, looking forward to eternity. Contact us today.